Welcome to our daily podcast, The News Around Uganda. It's the 30th of April, 2021. In a first story, the Ministry of Education and Sports is seeking 97.2 billion shillings to renovate Mandela National Stadium in Nambole ahead of the FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Uganda is expected to start playing the FIFA World Cup qualifiers for 2022 tournament in June. The cranes are in Group E with Mali, Rwanda and Kenya and are expected to host three of the six matches they will be playing in the group. The State Minister for Sports, Hamson Oboa, told Parliament's Budget Committee on Thursday that Uganda is likely to host its first game in a neighbouring country, but if the funds are provided, the rest of the matches could be played at Nambole. Our dream for now, most likely our game number one, will be played out of the country. We may have very little to do, but we are looking at subsequent games that we are supposed to host at home maybe the second and the third, which is coming probably in uh, a period of about uh, three, four, five months' time from the first game. VIP and ordinary seats, CCTV and lights are among the items that need immediate renovation. When asked by members of parliament on the fate of other stadiums in the country, Oboa said only St. Mary's Stadium in Kitende had been considered, but it cannot host matches on FIFA standards. Secondly, for World Cup games, it is normally played on natural grass, and St. Mary's uh, Stadium, Chitende, is artificial. So the one we have is Mandela National Stadium. That is why there is a very high likelihood that St. Mary's will not equally be given the green light. We have not worked on the road. Then secondly, the play surface is uh, artificial, not grass. Let's see what's happening at Parliament. The Speaker, Rebecca Kadaga, has commended outgoing legislators for their active participation in matters of the House and committees. She praised the politicians while presiding over a workshop on life after Parliament, which is meant to prepare the members for life after their tenure. We have worked on many budgets, we have worked together on many loans. Much of the work that's going on in the country is out of the efforts of the Parliament of Uganda, and I want to thank you for that. Because honour members give out of their time, their experience and life during those five years. And uh, it's a big contribution to the whole country. And uh, we know that if you look at the hazard, if those look at the hazard in the future, we know which members said what and how it impacted on the country. We also want to thank you for the work you did in the committees because each of you had at least two committees. I will know that work was done in the sessional committees and also work was done in the standing committees. All that has made it possible for us to get where we are. Former members of parliament like Sarah Chiinji Kamiya and Albert Charles Okello proved to the members that indeed life goes on after parliament. Okello asked them to use the relationships they have built during their terms of service. Relationship could take a toll on you, may have taken a toll on you during the five years. Yeah, things happen. And now you are going out. How do you handle that? That's the time when you don't have money. You need to find a way to have a landing on all this. So even just food can become an issue. 
outside Barana. Food, Kaunga. We call each other. Oh man, do you have 50k there and you send me for today? 50k. It can happen. These, these are the realities of being outside there. Now, the good news I brought today from outside there, from my 10 years of experience, is that there is life after Barana. You need to be decided on how you are going to approach that phase. You have to be systematic. You have to be decided and purposeful on how you want to tackle that new phase. The members of parliament who lost the election say the two-day seminar is beneficial and they have already learned lessons from it. Most of the things that we have talked about have already handled. I'm back from my, my job, I, but uh, the most important thing that I've learned here is rebranding. And I, I was doing the same thing, but I didn't know it was that important. So I, I now need to, to do that. And even for those ones who know what to do, they, they need to reinforce. But I'm very sure that most, most people really needed it, and I think it is good. Uh, the seminar has gone on well, and uh, I hope those who were here have benefited. And if they take what they've been told and put in practice, I think their lives will not be the same. Because members were still lamenting about losing their seats, lamenting, saying maybe because of ABCD, but the word was very clear that we have to accept. However, I accepted that very day when they declared. Myself, I didn't have a problem with it. So accepting is important. So whoever was here and was still lamenting their hearts, I think they are done with the issue. Still on politicians. The Forum for Democratic Change President Patrick Amuriat Oboi has asked the newly elected party members of parliament to prioritize public interests in the 11th parliament. During the official opening of the two-day FDC retreat at Choto Retreat Center in Chira in Wakiso district, Amuriat said a number of challenges such as bribery await them, but they should stand firm and deliver on public concerns. This is a group of people who are determined to run the race against all odds, against things like bribery, against intimidation. And so in the past, we have not had such a problem as the FDC. It is my conviction that even in this 11th parliament, we are not going to have this kind of characters that would be fall prey to bribery or become vulnerable to bribery in the house where it comes to taking decisions on key or important issues of this country. 28 out of 32 FDC elected members of parliament have attended and Amuriat is confident they will not remain the same by the end of the retreat. The opposition is not an easy thing. And the very fact that they chose to be in the FDC where we are not well resourced states the point that this is a group of people who are determined to run the race against all odds, against things like bribery, against intimidation. And so in the past, we have not had such a problem as the FDC. It is my conviction that even in this 11th parliament, we are not going to have this kind of characters that would be fall prey to bribery or become vulnerable to bribery in the house where it comes to taking decisions on key or important issues of this country. In health, the ministry has expressed dismay over the increasing hearing impairments among newborn babies and adults. While addressing the press, Dr. Amina Seguia from Lago Hospital confirmed that out of 1,000 babies brought for immunization, over 12 have hearing loss, while 11% among adults have the same problem. Dr. Seguia attributed this burden to mothers who don't seek antenatal care, indulge in self-medication and take alcohol. 
To address the concerns, the Ministry of Health has organized a screening exercise for newborn babies at regional referral hospitals. Still on health, the Chancellor of Kampala University, Professor George Mondo Kagonyera, has warned Ugandans against circulating rumors about the AstraZeneca vaccine that is being used for COVID-19 vaccination in Uganda. Professor Kagonyera was presiding over the 18th graduation ceremony at the university's main campus in Gaba yesterday. While at the event, he revealed that he had taken the jab and dismissed rumors that the AstraZeneca vaccine is harmful to human beings. Many people think that COVID-19 is not real because it has not touched their families or that the vaccine is dangerous. Let me tell you, I'm a qualified scientist with many degrees. I'm vaccinated. So if I can take the vaccine at my old age, why wouldn't you? younger and healthier than I am. Therefore, I want to urge everybody, take the first opportunity to get vaccinated, to save your lives. Meanwhile, the second phase of the indoor residual spraying in Serere district has started on a lone note with residents shunning the exercise. When health teams arrived two days ago, family members refused to let their houses be sprayed with Fludora Fusion. It is a new World Health Organization pre-qualified vector control solution that has been tested against more than a dozen of resistant mosquito strains in sub-Saharan Africa. The indoor residual spraying kicked off in the district on Monday as another intervention by the government in the fight to eradicate malaria, the leading cause of mortality in Uganda. The spraying exercise is part of a five-year USAID-funded project in eastern Uganda. Let's see what's happening in western Uganda. Barara City Council has issued an ultimatum to building owners to have their structures painted. They have until the 1st of June to comply. The move is aimed at beautifying the city and Robert Mugabe Kachebezi, the Mbarara city mayor, says they will not allow old buildings which aren't painted. Those constructing new buildings have been asked to match the city's standards. And uh, I also call upon the rest of the building owners, more especially those old buildings, to cope up and uh, make sure that they also match up with the standards of the city. Demolish the old ones and then put up the most appropriate buildings that will also be at our level. Another thing is that even those people who still have those old buildings, we have already given them notices, make sure that they start planning to be at the level of a city. Actually, it's not all about allowing but we tell people to make sure that they paint their old buildings. It is a policy. You must paint your building and you must pave in front of your building and even in the cubos such that we can also have a city which is very clean. And the deadline is the 
1st June. And with that story, we come to the end of our daily podcast, The News Around Uganda. I am Lydia Lekwonyero. Good day.